Hello. If you're hearing this right now, I want to thank you for listening. I go by the name of R.W., and this is Movie Podcast. Nueva York edition. Okay, I'm just going to get right into it. I uh, passed a few few nights ago. Uh, I got a chance to see the film Alphaville with uh, my girlfriend, the lovely Charmaine, at, uh, at the MoMA. It's a museum of modern art. You know, I guess I guess whatever. It's an art art film. You know, it's 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 it seemed it seemed fitting. Everybody there was whatever had a ponytail and a beret or something like that. It was a lovely time, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about this movie, about what I gathered from uh, the the plot, the dialogue. Uh, talk a little bit about the research of. Uh, done on uh, Wikipedia and IMDB and whatnot, and talk a little bit about my experience seeing this film. So, Alphaville uh, was made in 1965. It was uh, put together and directed by Jean-Luc Godard, the, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, like, legend in the film world, still controversial and contested in his ideas to this day. I, I, I look I look at this guy as being the great pessimist of film. At, at least near as I can tell. You know, coming into this, I don't know I don't I don't know a great deal about the the mechanics and the logistics of making a movie. But I do watch a lot of movies. And uh you know, I think I, I I I'd like to think I've got. I I I'd like to think I've 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 gathered a little something about this guy's. If if not his psyche and the psychology of his ego that he seems to inject into his films. And I feel comfortable making these criticisms about Godard as a person because you know he himself was a critic. Before he started making films, he and I believe he said said numerous times that he began to make movies as an extension of his criticism. And I also feel comfortable criticizing his films and his ideas because uh, he he is he ain't here to back it up. This uh, it's it's been almost uh, it's been a long enough. It's been about a year since this man at the you know at the at the young age of ninety one committed suicide. Uh, he he died as he lived, a contrarian. You know, I mean, yeah, doctor assisted suicide in uh, Switzerland, or you can you can do that kind of thing. And yeah, I don't know. That's just you know that's 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 between him and God. I he can that's what he is. But that's but that, but but that's just it. He did he he did his thing. He made this movie. This is a pretty good movie. I think I think he really had a great. He had a great run of films throughout the '60s, and I'd already like, and you know, for it's you could you it's it, it's 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 watching his movies is a lot of fun because you really see you see the arc of a man's political ideas, uh, sort of railroading through his art, and it's 
you know, it's pretty entertaining. It, it, it is, it, I think the other fun thing about watching his movies, if you like watch it through his first film up to his first uh, more Maoist socialist film weekend in 67 is that like the movie up up to the, even up to that movie these movies they almost seem kind of consummate like they're riddled with pop art ideas and all kinds of references and parodies of other movies and obviously a lot of it doesn't hold up because you know it's, it's just this is the nature of of entertainment media but he didn't know that because it seems like he was just having fun with it i don't really think this guy I don't think this guy gave a shit that much. And I think if you watch these movies, you kind of start to get the sense of that. But just by but just by that 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 attitude towards it, he seemed to create these really cool sorta of like you know, sorta of, sorta of, I like I don't know. It's just it's just cool. I, I, I feel like his I feel like he wanted to maintain movies as a cool medium. I think that was a part of his goal with the whole film as a as a film as criticism. Or maybe it's just mad pretentious, I don't know. But either way, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. I think I think that, you know, I feel like he probably had to work he probably had to work the most for this one. It seems like his most uh it seems like his most ambitious cuz it, cuz it's it's a science fiction film. It deals with the heavy idea of a man versus society and a sort of a man you know it's 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 a uh, it's a man fighting an orwellian society but that's I gotta read this i read this email Sunu. Why'd they send us the... Okay, I'm not gonna... She's crazy. I'm not gonna question it. Take a sip of my... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe... I... If you're interested in the history of film... Godard is obviously worth checking out, but you, I really don't think you got to take this guy's, you can really take this guy's work with a grain of salt though. You know, if you like it, you like it, it's fun. If not, go like, there's so many other movies you could watch, even from the same time. If you want to watch his contemporaries who maybe put in a little more effort like Truffaut or uh, Melville, it's whatever you want. It's like, what are you going to do? You got you got this time, you got all this media to consume. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? It's it's it's, it's your choice, people. But nonetheless, I watched this movie. So if you want to, you can take what I gather from it, and you can go uh, you can go talk about it at a dinner party, and say you watched it or whatever. So I saw so we got so we got a chance to see this movie at the MoMA, and you know we show we show up there. It's you know downtown. Manhattan, you know, there's pigeons, they're fucking jumping at you. There's, you know, it's, it's, it is just, just, just a great, great energy. And we get to this, we get to this place, it's nighttime, the museum's closed, but there's like a special, like, little 
I don't know, they got this little, like, like, waiting room. So we see, we saw, see, so it's like, it's, I've, I've never seen this at a movie theater before. You had to sit in the, we had to sit in a waiting room. And then, you know, there's no snacks, there's no water, there's no drinks. We sit in the waiting room. And then the man ushers us down, down an escalator into the movie theater. Or once again, like, there's like, it's, you know, just a regular movie theater. It's all whatever. It's gray. And then, and then, yeah, and in the movie, black and white film. And we watched it, and we watched this. So, the it, it's, and essentially, one thing I like about this movie, uh, for the for the plot is, you know, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of a nice, like it's kind of a nice mix of genres. It's a science fiction film, but sort of similar to a nineteen eighty four or Brave New World, but uh, the protagonist is a sort of. A, Kind of, kind of American parody, noir, like mach, machismo noir detective. And the character was a uh, a popular French film character called Lemmy Caution. It was played by the actor Eddie Constantine, who did who delivered a very cool, very reserved performance. Like he played his he played his part perfectly as he had to because that's the character that he'd played in multiple movies up to that point. This one just happened to be uh, directed by a, you know, a subversive art critic guy. And it, 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 and it, it totally, it, it did subvert the character because they never made another movie about this character. It was, it was kind it was kind of, it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of toast for the guy after, after that. But it don't matter because like this movie, still gets talked about for what it did because this is very different than any sci-fi movie you'd ever see and it's clever the way they the way they did this it's, it's very clever because you know godar obviously he didn't want to put a lot of effort into it he's not going to try to make like laser guns or alien stuff people are still wearing suits they're still driving normal cars but he makes it just futuristic enough more like modern like he filmed it he he filmed all the shots in uh more like modernist 1950s designed buildings and he had the lemmy caution character drive a more newer model ford car that they referred to as a ford galaxy and uh obviously they they made the society look mechanic by having the characters that live in the uh orwellian city of alphaville have tattoos branding them and they all speak robotic like they all say the same they all say the same things in a kind of aphoristic way and uh so, so you get you so you get the idea he does a good job of giving you the impression that you're in this that you're in the future that space travels a thing but for the most part it's still just you know it's still just normal stuff people smoke cigarettes and they watch tv you know, it's not taking its nothing in this movie takes itself too seriously, but it's still, but it still has a lot of heavy ideas behind it, just by virtue of the fact that it's science fiction. So, the film the film opens with the main character, let me caution, going into a hotel room. There, there there's a, there's a there's a ro there's a robot woman there. 
uh, giving him a bed and he fucking smacks her around and then this guy comes in with a gun he shoots him and i don't know they, they, they just they just i don't know They're, it was just an action scene just to set it up it it's it's it was it was it was, it was hard to follow it's a hard it's a hard plot to follow i i wouldn't like and you know you look at like godard's films up to this point like none of them had plots he never wrote a script for any of these early movies even this movie which does seem to have like a legit plot underlining it he didn't write a script i I read this on IMDb that he got some, he asked some German guy to just write a script and then he did. And then he just, he, he, he didn't use it. He said, read one of these books, write a script. I'll use it. He didn't fucking, he, he didn't do shit. He just, he just kind of ran with it. He had the actors improvise most of the dialogue. And for most of the big monologue scenes, he, uh, he quoted some French poet. So he was just, he's just, he, this is, that's just how he worked. He was running these plays. So yeah, so that, that, so the hotel scene, he, he gets in. So the main character is introduced to the love interest played by the actress Anna Karina, who I believe was married to Godar at the time. She was an actress that he used for several of these films, uh, including one called Vivre, Vivre Savi, which is, uh, which which is very captive her her performance in that is very captivating in this movie in this movie she mostly because she played as a uh, sort of drone figure in the society her performance is more mechanical but that's probably that's pretty par for the course for acting in a Godard film he wasn't he he wasn't that concerned with emotions or real feeling in his characters which probably made it perfect that he would uh make a movie with a setting like this in orwellian society so so anyways the so 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 the main character let me caution he's a secret agent he's try he goes through space he gets to this robot city called alphaville alphaville is controlled by an ai sentient computer called alpha 60 that was designed by a scientist named Nosferatu, tongue-in-cheek named for the the uh, film character from the 1920s Murnau film, the Nosferatu, the vampire. So his job is he has to kill this scientist and he has to shut down the Alpha 60 computer. Simple enough. And he's sort of just like, you know, he... Most of the scenes are him. He meanders around. He smokes a lot of cigarettes. He has a little uh, uh, tiny flash camera that he takes pictures of everything with, which are very, which are very humorous scenes. She, with the camera, I thought that was kind of kind of funny character detail. And uh, he's a. Uh, they have this they they one one way they one way they illustrate the mechanical brutality of the Alphaville society is they have this they have this scene at a uh, at like a swimming pool where they show where they basically where they uh where they basically stage a public execution for uh a, essentially social malcontents 
people that quote unquote fail to act logical within the society. And uh, so it's they, they take the dude who's acting illogical, they they put him on a diving board and they shoot him and he falls into the pool and then these women dive into the pool and then pull him, pull him to drown him or something like that. It's an interesting little scene. And, and all around the pool, there's a bunch of like whatever robot people, rich people just kind of applauding it. So that was, you know, that was, that was whatever. And then, uh, after that, there's a scene where, where the, where, uh, let me caution is interrogated by the, by the computer, by the Alpha 60 computer, which is, which is, uh, probably my favorite, probably my favorite shot of the movie was, um, these profile and close-up shots of him sitting in this basically recording booth while these microphones are being, like these three microphones are uh, sort of hover around his head. And that's showing like being a uh, component of the computer, like talking to him to just to make the dialogue more interesting. There's a very, it's very, the voiceover work for the computer, which plays these long, sort of long kind of droning monologues in a very raspy, almost like proto Darth Vader kind of voice. Very interesting. It's a very, very fascinating voiceover performance. And he speaks in, and, and, and he speaks mostly in a, like, like, like I said, from what I read, it says they, they got the, uh, most of these monologues that this computer speaks, they took from a, they took from a French poet whose name escapes me. I might, I might look this up to give it, to give an example of one of them. But basically it's just, he's just, he's stating the, the purpose of his system is to uh, maintain logic, maintain order, you know, basic stuff. 1984, Brave New World. Uh, Harlan Ellison, you, where you you can find you can find this stuff in other sci-fi writings. This is just Godard's spin on it. But what's fascinating is once again because this is a, you know, because this is man versus society, and because this is a has a main character who's a tough guy noir detective. You know, this character is unfazed by the workings of this logic-based computer. And he confounds the system by uh, telling it a riddle. And, you know, because that's just the kind of guy he is. He smokes a cigarette. He doesn't care. He's cool. Like, you can't... A computer can beat you at chess, but it can't, like, you know... It can't be more cool than you. You can't... It can't, uh... You know, you can, you can out-joke a computer. You can... You know, it's no it's no match... It, 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 the, 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 these 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 AI got, it's no match for, for 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 the emotion, I guess. And what ends up, and what ends up, you know, because you know, and that's that's just that's just you know emotion. That's that's just what ends up breaking the computer is that emotions, feeling, poetry. You know, caution falls in love with Anna Karina's character, 
who is emotionless until she realizes through his help that she has poetry in her mind and that she can feel love and that she can ask and that she can ask questions kind of similar to 1984 there's uh there's uh the system takes words out of the dictionary and people and living in the society they can't ask why they only say because so so they show this woman learning to love and learning to break the programming and you know yeah yeah that's just that's that's that's, that's just what it does they just they just they just, they just they break it all they break it all down so it's so it's pretty so it's pretty simple in that regard i'm sure you know i'm, I'm i i don't, I don't even want to think about what like the the actual production of this movie was considering there was no screenplay and you know i'm sure it was like a lot of it for for godar was just working on instinct but but it's still but it's st- it still seemed it still somehow it somehow still seemed to work and like and it's very fun like the cine- the cinematography still has all the hallmarks of these uh earlier godar films like maybe not maybe not with uh like the long the long tracking shots and the kind of deconstructed action scenes like there's the, the these like these like shootout scenes he has towards the end where he's rescuing Anna Karina from the from the uh, Alpha Sixty people, you know, it's just I I don't know, it's just like it's it, it's it's goofy, and it's it's uh and it's, it's deconstructed. It's a deconstructed fight action sequence, but it still is pretty. It's still pretty entertaining to see, especially this uh, shot where he he has to he has to he has to fight for a car with a person. And they show these really kind of hacky shots of him slowly punching him and throwing him to the ground, and then him getting in the car and running the guy's head over, like whatever, like Phil and the Sopranos. It's 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 pretty it's it's pretty great. It's 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 very it's very entertaining. And then they and then this beautiful sequences of this beautiful car chase sequence where. You know they they really they really fucking are like drifting those things and they like they show them on a on a hilly road and it starts to snow and they just it's just great doc it's a great document they they caught some that's some that's some good shots in this film I'm sure there's a lot more ideas oh yeah and, and that's how the, the the movie ends he he saves the girl they drive away they say they love each other the computer. The computer fails. I don't know. I don't know what they did. They he, he fucked it up somehow, and then the computer started to shut down, and then everybody started doing cartwheels and pressing their bodies to a wall because whatever the their circuits are malfunctioning. The you know it's just just like just like the the the, the, the hero the hero went in. He broke down society. He deconstructed society the way Godard is trying to deconstruct film. It's all very fucking highbrow, intellectual, hoity-toity, but it's fun, and it's and it's satisfying seeing that final shot of the two driving down, driving down the highway, and saying, you know, just say, saying "I love you" for Jetim, 
they, they say they say it a different way. I know they got all kinds of ways to say I love you in French. A little bit more it's coffee. But yeah, great movie. I'd see it again. You know, it was it was very cool to get to get a chance to see this film in theaters. I always you know, I was always always jump a chance to see these more classic art films and on on the on the big screen. Just get a chance to take it in. And it was surprisingly it was it was surprisingly like quite a few people came out to see this on this uh on this screening, mostly older folk. There was these French people that were behind us that laughed at every little fucking detail of it. I don't know, I guess like I, I guess I guess I guess the maybe there's maybe there's something maybe there's something about the language maybe there's some more maybe something about it was kind of humorous or ironic or something that I'm not I'm not catching I I I I just don't know but then and it was more interesting is you know we left the theater and you know we we get out we got to go up an escalator you know this is the bottom floor of the MoMA like it's like there's no this is it there's like there's a couple stories this is the bottom floor but there's a fucking escalator that goes down and like I, I didn't even catch this but like half the people in the theater they went to these escalators that go down i i, I don't know where they went they just they, they went down I, they're, they're this maybe went to the subway or something i don't fucking know i didn't question it they were just they're gone and then, yeah that was it we got got out of there yeah, i don't know I'll, I'll probably won't ever watch this movie again but I I do think this is this might this might be the most consummate film that Godard ever put together. And I would recommend it to anyone who wants to get into his films. Maybe, you know, Breathless, great movie, Vivre Savi, Band of Outsiders. You know, great films. Worth watching, worth appreciating. And then a few years after this, I wanna say it was his next movie. He put together a film called Weekend, and by this time, you know, the world's changing, Vietnam's happening, films are, it's becoming, films are becoming more, uh, violence in film is becoming more acceptable, and, you know, in a lot of ways that's uh, Godard's reaction to it, but it's, it's definitely like there's no, it's, it's, it's not, there's no plot, it's not, well, there's, there's very, the plot doesn't matter as much. His narrative focus shifted greatly at the time of this movie. So this, so watching Alphaville, it's nice to appreciate him being a little more, a little more grounded in in story. And you know, and not as, but in, in you know, seeing him, you know, seeing seeing an artist at work before he gets radicalized and up his own asshole, absorbed into his his politics and his own ideas. That's that seems to be the most common criticism I see people wage at Godard. I'd, I'd I'd have to probably agree. You know, he he had a whole he had a whole career to atone for that, and he did. He just kept getting he just kept getting stinkier with it, and that's fine. You have a right to do that. It's like there's no rules to this shit. If you're gonna make a movie, you can do whatever you 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 can do what you want. I mean, people gave him money to make these movies. There's not. He just, he just did what he had to do. I, I watched a little bit of this movie he made in 2014 called uh, Farewell to Language, I believe it's called. And man, it was just like, it was like eight minutes of this woman's butt just standing in a kitchen not doing anything. 
I think he shot it on a flip phone. I don't even know. He probably filmed his suicide. You know what I mean? I'm sure he'll get a fucking seven-minute standing ovation at cons or something like that. But yeah, I just don't know. And I do, and, and I really do, all, all this stuff, like, I, I will stand by these, like, these things about, like, him attempting to keep film as a cool media, like, like, I'm gonna, like, I'm, like here's, here's a few quotes I got off, of these. these are quotes from Jean-Luc Godard I got off of IMDb. There's no point in having sharp images when you have fuzzy ideas. Just let that speak for itself. I mean, this, this man, was he was deconstructing things. He wanted to deconstruct these movies to the bone. And, you know, it made some, it made some very strange, it made some strange fun movies that maybe you can't take too seriously, and maybe that's the point. Instead of writing criticism, I now film it. That's another quote by him. And, you know, everybody clapped when this movie was over. I, I didn't understand it at all. The movie, this movie was made in 1965. It's a... But yeah, no, I don't even, I don't even know. He also said, I make films to make time pass. He just wanted to make something cool that you could look at and just fucking exist in. Just look, you look at it, you watch the shit, time goes by, you go back to your fucking bullshit. You know, I I, I, I do think this man was a pessimist. I, I don't think his, you know, I, I feel like his, his worldview existed at a flat line. And his art reflected that. And it's impossible to have that opinion and not make something cool. Because that's all he probably really cared about. I don't know if he had kids or whatever, had passions, had hopes, dreams. You know, I think this guy was just a fucking hater. But he made some cool movies. And maybe I'll talk about more of them. But you should go watch them for yourself. And then you can decide. So that's my review of Alphaville. You know. Rest in peace, big dog. Thank you for listening.